Hey, I'm Bryant. And I'm Noah. You are listening to the Bryant and Noah podcast. We believe in connection, community, and collaboration through meaningful conversation. There is power in connection. Having the courage to reveal our desires will help us understand each other. Each conversation draws us near a new understanding and a more purposeful life. Who we are as individuals can be magnified through community and shared knowledge. All right, Bryant, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hi, Noah. How are you? Hi, Bryant. I am good. And yourself? I am brilliant. I'm brilliant, as always. So how has your week been so far? My week. Let's see if I can sum that up in a word. Whiskey. Whiskey me, please. <laughs> um, and we are not even done yet. So I'm sure at the end of this week, I will need tequila. I am also not stimulated like other people. So I am, you know, it's, it's a week. Okay. It's a week. How about yourself? Uh, my week has been okay. Uh, there <laughs> were some points where I've had to handle things that came up and figure out, you know, a different solution. But beyond that, um, nothing that was beyond my control. So good. Uh, grateful for that. Grateful mm-hmm. for that. All right. Okay. So um, today's topic is on self-love and loving others. So we are going to start with the question of the day. Of course, as you know, with every single episode, we have three different questions or concepts mm-hmm. that we explore. But starting with the question of the day, this is a good one. So okay. do you truly believe that it is possible to love your enemies? Absolutely not. No, I'm joking. I'm joking 1,000%. Um, <laughs> um, I absolutely believe it's possible to love your enemies. It just, that takes a lot of self-work. Um, yeah. That takes a lot of discipline and it takes a lot of, and I'm going to say this word in this space, because I believe there is a gift of having nuance when it comes to forgiveness and loving because you have a fresh take on something you are unaware or you are unfamiliar with it and it's easier to do something. So loving your enemies in a nuanced position means you don't necessarily love or care for them from a place that you know what they've done. You're just loving them because they're people and domestic. So essentially clearing the slate, which is why that requires a lot of work. A lot of work because if you are anyone like myself, we keep tally, we keep <laughs> journals, we keep archives, we keep Google files on everybody. Okay, so it, it it is possible though. Again, I just think it takes a lot of work, a lot of work. Um, I said nuance, a novice. Jesus, forgive me. It's been a long day, y'all. Um, but it takes like it takes a lot of self discipline and self work to love an enemy. Okay. I thank you for your answer. (laughs) No, honestly, it just made me think because when I think of loving your enemies, right, I Mm -hmm. then have to, it then brings the question to me, why are you considering that person an enemy? And then also Mm -hmm. when I think of just how people operate, I understand that, um, and this is not me 
speaking from a place of where it's something that's super heavy. Like that's, I'm not speaking from that place. I'm just speaking your normal run-of-the-mill day-to-day items, but our mm-hmm. people rather not items. <laughs> that sounded terrible, but... <laughs> I mean, okay, I Glenn, I so how of, you really feel. No, no, I was thinking of, in my mind, like tasks and then things that you have to do versus people that you encounter. So that's the difference. People oh, are not hey. items. But what I was thinking of was, you know, we're not talking about the heavy things that people do. I'm thinking of the normal day-to-day uh, running business. But mm-hmm. in that, I'm think I know that a lot of people operate just out of their own experiences. So I'm not going to fault someone for reacting out of what was normal to them. Okay. I think the love of your enemies comes from a sense of understanding. So that's how I interpret the word love your enemies. Like, okay. okay, not saying that I have to say I love this person because I don't use that word with everyone I know, but I can work a little bit better I can be a little bit better at understanding where they're coming from or why they will see the world a certain way so maybe I'm just twisting the question around a little bit a little <laughs> but bit that's, but that's what I choose to believe is is what it means when it's about loving your enemies it's like this person is doing the best that they can but mm-hmm. sometimes they may not choose the best version of themselves to respond to a certain situation or react okay. in the best way and you just have to understand where they're coming from. And sometimes it just means that they're not there yet in terms of whether it means letting go of something or um, doing the self-work. That, you know, that's a beautiful way to look at that. You know, okay. that's, you know, that's, um, I've done the work on myself point of view that, you know, I am at peace with myself in the universe. And I love that you're there, you know? I, I love that for you. Okay. okay. So we can, we can leave that there. Okay. Um, so topic of the day, or rather the title of the episode, today's episode rather, self-love and loving others. This should be interesting because I, I, I consider this to be a very, um, loaded statement if you will because I have different views on it but we will jump right into it and I'm going to ask the first question and it's not even a phrase as a question it is just a statement of sort self-love versus being selfish um do you consider the two to be and I'm asking this from my point of view do you consider the two to, to be synonymous with each other or are they completely separate I think they're just completely separate because the self-love piece is for you and what you know Mm -hmm. you need for yourself the selfish part is what other people think of you but that's not any of my business either way so Mm -hmm. I think the self-love and the selfish like we never call ourselves selfish for something and if we do it's because we are taking on a story that someone said about us. Mm-hmm. So it's usually other people that are saying, oh, you're selfish in this or you're selfish in that, mm-hmm. but we're not saying that about ourselves. Like in the end, that's that person's opinion. But I think the self-love piece is 
more so about knowing what's necessary for you so that you can keep your physical health in shape, mental health in shape, emotional health in shape. Um, and it's about setting those boundaries. And sometimes when people don't like those boundaries that you've set, they tend to resort to saying, oh, you're selfish. <laughs> and um, rather than seeking understanding and understanding that, um, you know, I respect that boundary, I respect that you need more time or I respect that you prefer a certain method of communication. Um, so yeah, they're very different because it's about, it's very much about relationship. What do you believe? So I believe they're genuinely one of the same. I agree with you. I'm just, I equate them to being the same because that it then falls into perspective. And meaning it's how people view your self-love. Um, me, and this, I always use this as an example because it's the one thing that sticks out. Um, an old relationship of mine, uh, we watched this movie and there was this joke around if a man loves you, He'll give you the very last piece on his plate, right? I know so, you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and so, me and this um, boyfriend at the time were randomly, like weeks after we had seen the movie, we're like just eating in the car. I think we were like in between classes. I think oh, we're going to date one of those. Anyway, he's eating the last, like the last bit of, I believe it was a taco or something. And he like looks out at it, looks at me. I'm not even thinking about it. And he goes, no, 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 you take this. And I was like, what? You take this. And he wanted to actively make sure that I knew that he loved me. And we took this movie very literal in a sense. Um, and because I'm such a hopeless romantic and I believe in these things, um, had he eaten that piece of chicken or that whatever that was, had he eaten it for himself, I wouldn't have cared. Because I knew he was hungry and he wanted it. He wanted to fulfill his needs. He was hungry. Make this about real life. If I decide that my last $5, I either want to give it to a homeless man or buy my expensive cup of coffee. If I buy the coffee, it's because I know that I needed it that day. However, someone may look at me after I've told this man I don't have it um, and, and call me selfish or I guess any human, I don't know, whatever. Um, but I just think that, and this is a long dramatic way of just saying, I, if you choose to do something for yourself, it, I don't think it ever should be considered selfish if you are making an active choice for self. Um, yeah. That's if you have surplus or if you only have enough. I think people who look at you being selfish is they feel obligated to what you have. Mm -hmm. And I just don't care what you feel obligated to. I have never been hurt by someone who has said no to me. I don't think that um, if you chose right now today, Noah, we're not recording the next four episodes of the podcast. I just need a moment. I need to just, well, okay. Am I going to be butt hurt? Probably because it's not productive. But you need that moment. You are doing what's right for itself. You are loving oneself, and I can't deny you that. Um, if I, I don't know, um, no, there's no other explanation. I just, I don't get the idea of selfish, at least as an adult anymore. I don't get the concept of someone being selfish. Even, uh, I guess we can talk about this because I've equated selfishness to this. 
the birth community. And don't come after me, listeners. I am just speaking my mind, okay? I don't understand birth relationships. You are greedy. You can't isolate your pleasure. And I just feel like you want it all, okay? Now, as a child, okay? Okay, I thought that um, to be very I just want selfish. everyone to know. Hold on. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that my mouth is agate. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. But continue, sir. I'm, I'm listening to you. I remember. But my jaw dropped. <laughs> he did fully. But I remember, like, always saying, like, that's so selfish. Why do you want to do top and bottom? Why can't you just choose one? Um, and as an adult, I just understand people have their preferences. People like what they like. And if I'm a person who, you know, I, I don't know, the pandemic happens again and I go and I buy 50 boxes of toilet paper and Lysol. One, I learned my lesson from the first pandemic when I didn't get enough. So I'm doing what's right for me. It just, it's, I don't know. Perhaps I'm not making any sense, but I just think self-love and, and um, being selfish they're synonymous. It just depends on perspective. I don't consider anyone at this point in my life being selfish when they choose self first. Um, I know there are people who think that I'm selfish the way that I operate. I'm going to choose me every day of the week. First, first, and, last, and sometimes third. And that's, that's great. I kind of want to rewind a little bit. I'm sorry. Sure, let's do that. <laughs> when you're talking about the first relationships, I'm sorry, I have mm -hmm. to go back to it. You know, um, I don't, I don't really get involved in that because, um, and this is probably going off on a little bit of a tangent, but I don't equate that self-love because that's something that's a little bit different. And it's not up to me to understand what brings pleasure to someone else's body. Mm -hmm. So speaking from the sense of greed, I don't look at it that way. I more so look at it as if this person is pleased in this way and they're in mm -hmm. a relationship that pleases them in that way, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, no, that was just more so um, targeting the, my, um, my explanation of perspective. I perceive okay. that as selfish. Okay. It's, I think selfishness only comes into, into the picture on the receiving end or the person placing judgment or however that's gonna play out. Like, I just feel like, I identify that as selfish. Now, the verse community just felt like, this is normal, this is my life, this is my relationship, what are you talking about? Okay. Right. I really genuinely thought every man that was, I genuinely considered them all selfish, okay? Okay. Yes, I'm saying that with a bit of, a bit of hurt, okay? A little butt hurt, okay? Cause <laughs> just, but I identify that as selfish. And I think people will identify you as selfish when it doesn't, cater to them mm -hmm. if they don't fit if they don't benefit from it if they aren't on the receiving end of it then it, it, it immediately they condemn it to selfishness and it's like but this is yeah this 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 my world this my pocket this my partner yeah. this my bedroom and i think uh back to the example you had about the starbucks um when you walk into if you if a person on the street were to ask you for five dollars and said, I don't have it, but then someone else sees you walking outside with a Starbucks, it's about where you put your value. If my value is in that moment, right? And sometimes mm -hmm. it's just in a specific period of time and mm -hmm. it doesn't even 
equate to what you value in general. And mm-hmm. that specific moment of time, I'm sorry, that Starbucks was more important because that's yeah, what's going to get me through the week. Yes, I do care about giving to people and being generous mm-hmm. and, you know, make sure that I'm feeding the hungry, whatever the case may be. Yes, I care about that. But right now, to sustain yeah. myself, this right. is what's important. So I think sometimes mm-hmm. we don't consider that as well. And I think we think of things so general about what, you, what you're supposed to value, where right. sometimes when it comes down to a specific moment in time, we scrutinize it. And then now this person is in some sort of trouble and now they're selfish because of one moment that mm-hmm. in their mind goes against what you said you believe in. Right. Yeah, very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We see that a lot. Okay. All right. So the next one is on, again, it's not posed as a question, but it's on this concept of self-love and entitlement. What's the difference between the two? So I'm trying to I'm trying to remember how I worded this earlier. Um, I'm trying to remember how you asked the question earlier, so I can regurgitate what I said. But I will say when uh, I guess oh you it initially was um, if is self love um, tied to how we love people. Um, mm-hmm. And so my response to that was, that I don't think that self-love and loving others, I don't think they're connected in any way because it, I think if we look at anyone in our lives or um, the stories we've heard from other people, I don't think it's ever been difficult for someone who is either damaged, hurt, or lack self-love. It's not impossible for them to love other people. It's in fact easier to love someone else outside of our own hurt. It masks our inability to love self. It requires less of us um, and allows us to fabricate our own world, if you will, when we love someone else. Um, I do believe, I guess, I don't know. So what I was really trying to get at, because that's a that's a good point. Don't lose that. Don't lose okay. that. But what I really want to get at about self-love and entitlement, do you think that people sometimes use self-love as a way to put themselves on a, I don't know, I don't want to say pedestal, but okay. this false sense of confidence and I deserve all of this now because I love myself. Like, yeah. So I, I think that that's connected. Okay, now I'm remembering the conversation. That's connected to this, I, I guess, when we first start this journey of self-love and setting these boundaries, if you are not aware of self as a whole, if you don't know what self-love, self-love looks like, that immediately would um, be communicated and I guess put on display as entitlement. Because then we create these quote unquote boundaries that position people to appease us, to make us happy. If you aren't doing something that makes me happy, if you aren't doing something that puts me at peace, then um, you aren't, I guess you aren't appeasing my boundaries. You aren't, you aren't, um, what is it, let's see. I guess making my life easy or making it easy for me to be happy. Um, And that's just from personal experience with, 
um, having to understand what loving myself looked like and how do I exemplify that for others to do the same. That comes, I guess that's what the entitlement portion was we were talking about earlier, um, where we feel like people are obligated to make us feel good, make us happy. Um, in some cases, this it, I guess, filling void, if you will, mm. like we are actively trying to make this space where people cater to us. And self-love isn't about anyone else except ourselves. Self-love right. isn't about getting your boyfriend to understand you want cheesecake on Wednesday. If you guys don't catch it, I really do talk from my self-experiences, so forgive me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, self-love isn't like, um, you know, I don't know, um, identifying days of the week to go on a date with your boyfriend or your friends knowing when to call you and coming over for girls night or um, people knowing when to leave you alone. That's not what that is. Self-love is understanding that if you need to feel good about self and I don't know, random roses make you feel good about stuff and you do that for yourself. If you know that you need peace and understanding in your life, you don't look for someone to give that to you. You give yourself peace and you do the work of understanding who you are. A lot of people genuinely don't understand themselves. Yeah. And they expect everybody else to understand. Oh my gosh. And it's so fascinating that people uh, do that. Okay. It's so, like... No, I... I totally get where you're where you're saying. I think what happens is people sometimes think of self-love and they think it means putting the responsibility of their needs being satisfied onto other people mm-hmm. versus taking ownership of it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I literally just thought of this and I remember. I don't remember if I read it. Uh, I believe I read it in her book, Gabrielle Union's book, We're Going to Need More Wine. And as I'm thinking about it right now, I realize I let somebody borrow it and I need that book back. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good, it's a really good read because she packs a lot into that book where it you'll want to dissect it a little bit more. But there was one portion of the book where she spoke about how she was with her trainer and the trainer said to her, said, I need you to name some like three things that make you happy. (laughs) And she was like trying to really figure it out. And and I think she was in the middle of a workout while doing it. And one of the things that she shouted out was imitation crap meat. (laughs) And then the trainer stopped. (laughs) And she said, and she said to her clearly, she said, you know, How's it that you expect someone else to make you happy and you don't even know what makes you happy? Like, yeah. I just need to insert that clap because it's funny that we hear that phrase in a variety of ways. And it does not connect for a lot of people. RuPaul says it. Oprah has said it quite often. Um, Gandhi says it. Malcolm X said it, Martin Luther King said it, Debbie Allen has said it, your mama and your daddy has said it to you, and people still don't connect with that. Like, yeah. it, not to say that it is the answer to everything, but it is the answer to everything. 
Yeah. You genuinely have to be able to understand self, love self. You. I always say that the best way to understand your love language is to figure out how do you communicate yourself. Like, it's, I digress. No, and what I got from that was not so much the fact of knowing what makes you happy, but sometimes when you're with someone, you, or whether it's a friend or relationship, whatever it may be, people have a lot of trouble saying it out loud. You Mm -hmm. know, like, hey, this would make me happy. Not putting the responsibility on the other person, but now you've communicated it and with the expectation that you both are in alignment because I'm pretty sure that whoever you're in a relationship with wants to see you happy and your friends want to see you happy, but mm-hmm. you can definitely communicate certain things to them where, hey, when you speak to me in that tone, it doesn't make me feel love. I only feel anger. If, you're, if there's something you want to express that made you angry, I would prefer that we take a pause and we come back to it, you know, like mm-hmm. something so that you know exactly what you want for yourself. And that's self-love as well. And it's about setting a boundary properly, but it's not putting an assumed responsibility of your needs being satisfied onto somebody else, especially if you didn't say anything. <laughs> you didn't, nobody's a mind reader. So I think Again. sometimes people do that and then they end up in a state of like, oh, why does no one love me? Or why am I getting what I want? It's like, because you put self-love onto someone else versus taking it and you left it to someone else to do it for you right you expect exactly like i hate that such a hard ass when you place the like if when you give somebody the tools to love you back do you really expect them to do that and when i say give them the tools to love you back meaning we do everything to appease people expecting them to do the same back to us and that's not how that works right people are going to people are going to do what comes natural to them but people are going to do what i guess what am i saying people are going to do what they know how to do Mm -hmm. and when you remove the obligation of them loving you the way that you love them it makes it easier but it also when you do it for yourself it makes it easier for them to do it. Because people, it, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if you acknowledge energy. I don't care if you don't understand it. You know what it is. Because people will respond in kind. Always. Yeah. People will respond in kind. If you think you are shit, people will treat you as such. My daddy always said that. And I know this from experience because the moment I started loving myself and moving and operating in my totality of self, people responded and treated me differently. And I think yeah. everyone has that example um, or has that understanding. You just have to dig deep enough to visually see that. Um, so I think this ties into what you were saying earlier. You were speaking I, about I the between, No, you were speaking about the connection between loving others and the love that you have for self. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly it. It's about how you see yourself and understanding that is truly connected to how people will perceive you as well. So you're saying your father said that if you, I mean, I, I think that's what you said. If you believe you are shit, white people will treat you, you treat you as such. So yeah. I recently listened to this TikTok. Yes, I listened to TikToks. That's what I scroll through <laughs> every day. <laughs> but um, 
this one girl was saying that she interviewed this uh, woman CEO and she asked her, she said, how did you get to your position and how were you so successful at it? And she said that um, a lot of times, this woman said to her that a lot of times as women, what she said, what we tend to do is we walk into a room in an industry, especially in an industry that's dominated by men. And we think to ourselves, I'm the outlier because I'm the woman in this room. And she said, instead, what I did, I walked in that room and I treated myself as if I was an equal because I believe that I am equal. And mm -hmm. they never treated me as less than. And she said, mm -hmm. people will only treat you based on what you believe about yourself. Yep. And I believe that is so true. Like, and when I think about the women that I've grown up around and I've seen, like, I've seen them shrink themselves and I've seen them react out of how they think they should react based on how a man sees them. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I can't do this because there's men in this room or I can't do that because of what, what that man think. And what this woman was saying to this, to this girl that asked a question was just see yourself as an equal. And I think that's so much connected to loving yourself and the loving others and the love that you have for yourself. Mm -hmm. The more that you love yourself, the more you'll start to see reasons to love other people. And I go by this thing of when I do something for other people, I do it and I let it go because I don't mm -hmm. do it without any, expecting anything in return. And if something comes back to me, that's great. But what I find is that with more of those selfless acts, more people around me will start to commit to doing more selfless acts, which then benefits me as well, because I'm not even thinking of what I should or what I deserve to get back. I just mm -hmm. get things back because it's unexpected and that makes it a lot better. Yeah. I think when we initially wrote this question, the way that I, the way that I initially broke this down to myself was I think very literal the connection between loving others and loving yourself and how those two things connect. First, okay. I agree that people, it's easier, uh, what am I saying? Mm. Yeah, well, I guess lo loving yourself makes it easier for people to love you. And I guess that just, it, it creates a doorway, if you will. People will respect what they know how to respect. Um, with your example about the woman, um, in many cases, you walk into a room and you walk in very small, people will look over you. If you walk into a room bold and loud, people will pay attention. The way that I broke this particular question down, the connection between loving others and loving self, I initially said that I don't think there is a connection because I think that people who don't love themselves can in fact love others. Um, okay. But if we were to move this in a space of just merely existing, I think a lot of people expect to be respected and expect to be seen, expect to be acknowledged in fullness, and they themselves walk around silent. They don't put energy into, and this is not me being vain, this is, this, it's, it's fact. They don't put energy into um, retaining information about, let's say, a position or job that they want to acquire. They don't put energy into dressing the part. They don't put energy into simply um, being strong, being present, and being seen. They, they 
they claim they want to be seen, but you don't do the work or you don't, I guess, bolster yourself enough to do to do that, I guess. Um, I think these are two different, at least for me, I think there are two different topics. These are two different topics, rather, because I know that I was able to love out of brokenness, meaning loving my brothers, loving my boyfriend, loving my mom and dad in a space where I still had no understanding or love for myself. I, in fact, loved them more during that time because I had nothing to work on. I had nothing for self, but I had enough for everyone else. And again, I oftentimes think that that is loving someone else gives you gives you space and opportunity to be outside of yourself. You don't have to be consumed with self, so you have enough to give other people. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the moment you are awakened to loving yourself and being present and whole with yourself, you don't have that same energy to obsess over someone else or to always pour into them because you are consistently and consciously pouring into yourself now. Um, you do get to a space where you can do it, but you realize that priority is self. And I was able to love people when I didn't prioritize myself. And I love them a lot more then than I do now. And I say that because people, people experience my absence now because I now have boundaries. I know what drains me. I know what, um, I know what fuels me. I know what happiness and joy looks like for me. And oftentimes, happiness and joy really is locked in my bedroom away from everyone with my phone on silent. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the key. Um, yeah. I think that's the key is sometimes people, like you said, sometimes broken people can really love others. And that's great. But if you're a broken person loving others, then wouldn't that cause you to okay, I see sort what of you're like, doing there. I see what, I see what you're doing you there. Look in the mirror and say, okay, yeah. um, what boundary am I not setting or what boundary? or what unset boundary am I not setting that's caused mm -hmm. me to feel this way? And now I'm giving of love to other, giving love to other people, but really I'm saying to other people, it's okay to take advantage of me. Yeah. And I yeah. think sometimes when you walk into a room, you need to have the energy of this is what I expect because I would give the same to you. Mm -hmm. I will respect you because I expect respect. Mm -hmm. I will offer you my seat because I would expect when the time comes that you would do the same for me you know so it's about sometimes it doesn't always need to be said sometimes it's just like you said the energy that you bring into the room but it's almost like you have to put those feeler those feelers out and it has yeah. to be genuine because people can really sense when okay this is not coming from a <laughs> real place of substance this this, this has no foundation to it. This is something mm -hmm. that they're probably just caught up in their own thoughts, but it's not truly what they believe at their core. So I think there's a huge difference between loving others out of what you do for them and also about what you think you deserve in terms of the what you think you should get back. Because if it's out of that energy, then is it real love? <laughs> like, do you really love yourself and where are you placing your value I think it's a combination of all of those things so yeah good points okay. all right so that is the end of this uh 
topic. So what we wanna move on to next is what are you looking forward to? What have you done over the past week that was interesting to you? What are you looking forward to or anything, any little tidbit? Um, I think the only thing that I am looking forward to currently is my dog child getting groomed on Friday. Okay. Um, honestly, I think that's it. The rest of the weekend is really just work. And I somehow became overworked between Monday and today. There was a lot more on my plate. And honestly, it freaked me out today a little bit. So I am probably going to try to take a moment tonight and gather myself because um, uh, it's a hot mess on my calendar. Like I don't, I, this is one of those moments where being an entrepreneur really is kind of like, maybe I have to go back to my nine to five because technically I would need to pull uh, at least 24 for the next, what are we, this will be Thursday's episode from Thursday to Sunday. It would need to be like 24 hours for me to max out on everything. Um, I'm not going to do that. So don't worry about me, guys. I'll be okay. Okay. But <laughs> Ryan was like, oh, no, no, I promise. <laughs> so I'm, it's going to be intense. And it's all in a day's work. I promise you. It, and it happens more often than not. But And I still have school work. So I'm looking forward to Marley getting groomed for those four hours. I will get my nails done. I will okay. get my nails done at 9 a.m. in the morning and I will have a glass of wine at 9 a.m. in the morning on a Friday, okay? You hear me? As long as it's a to four hours. <laughs> right. Something you smooth, know? something light. Something smooth, <laughs> calm. But yes, that's about it. Um, and I'm finishing my Audible book that I am currently listening to, which is, and I want to tell you about it because it's really, really good. It's going to be really, really quick. Um, so it is called Freeing Yourself from Anxiety, The Four Simple Steps to Overcoming Worry. Um, and create the life you want by Tamara E. Chansky. It's actually quite phenomenal. Um, okay. I've listened to several books on anxiety, but this one probably makes the most sense and it is easy to apply instantaneously. Um, it's rooted around affirmation. It's also um, exercise-based. So there are things that you can do in the middle of your day or at the beginning of your day that allow you to meet the anxiety versus trying to avoid it so yeah that's about that yeah what about yourself uh nothing that's happening that's major this week um i am still just trying to figure out some next steps like what do i want to do like okay so here's how I, <laughs> no this won't be long i promise i'm the type of person where even while i'm doing something or i'm thinking of what i want to do next after this thing that i'm doing i'm still always thinking okay what's next after that following thing so mm -hmm. i am very i'm still in a mode of like keeping those ideas flowing because okay. I never ever want to feel like I'm stuck. Like I just always have to feel like I'm going towards something. Okay. And I'm sure you understand that. Like for I sure. hate waiting for things. <laughs> um, I am the type of person where I also am aware that, okay, Brian, sometimes you just have to enjoy and relax in the process, not lay down in it, but you know, understand it and just bask in it a little bit to sort of get that this is what it takes. 
but there are other times when I'm like, okay, this, this needs to speed up. <laughs> I need to move forward. But yeah, that's my week, basically. I am looking forward to seeing what's next after what's next. And that's it. Okay. All right. So everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, you can follow us on social media. So you can follow us on Instagram at Bryant and Noah. You can follow us on Twitter at Twitter. <laughs> at Twitter. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Bryant and Noah. You can look us up on Facebook at Bryant and Noah the podcast. And you can go to our website, bryantandnoah.com. We will also mm -hmm. be posting up on the website a quick little survey that you can take. Uh, just want some of your feedback. So it's very quick, five questions. So please uh, go onto the website and go into the menu where it just says uh, fill out the form and you can give us that feedback. Or you can click the link in bio. I'll have it there or rather we will have it there on Instagram for you. Um, yeah, that's it. That is it. Enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. All righty.